Well, I thought it, it was real. Oh, first off, I forgot to say this. We're going to do communion later in the service. So if you didn't get one of these COVID communion things, uh, just raise your hand and uh, Kim is back there. She'll, uh, she'll get you one, okay? And so we got three people. I think it's amazing that, that we've had new people come during the pandemic, okay? And I just wanted you to meet three of these people that, that have come uh, since the pandemic started. Dave, technically, you, you came the week before everything. <laughs> everything uh, broke down. But, but uh, th these are three people. This is Joel Stats. Yeah. <laughs> Megan. Or, and Dave Rendon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so we're excited to, to have them here. And I just wanted you to meet them, just kind of hear a little of their story. And, uh, and we're just so thankful that, that they came during uh, kind of the darkest time <laughs> of, our, of, of our country and, and the world, really, and, uh, and got involved. So, uh, so, uh, so yeah, just that first question, how in the world did you find us during the pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> Joel, why don't you start? Yeah, I'll start off. Um, good morning, everybody. Yeah, so, yeah, my story kind of starts with a, a trip up from Lower Chaska. I was just driving up uh, Jonathan Parkway, and I came upon this, uh, this building site, uh, which they're always curious for me because um, I work at Fabcon Precast. So some of you folks that uh, were on the building committee uh, are probably familiar with that name. Um, so my company um, built the uh, part of the part of the building, the, the wall panels, the concrete wall panels. So, of course, I was driving by and I actually got to the to Ingler, I believe, and I said, you know what, I'm going to turn around. I went back and I talked to the superintendent there, and I don't know what day it was. It seemed like a Friday, and I said, do you mind if I go in there? And I just I walked around. And I'm like, yeah, sure enough, those are our wall panels. <laughs> and. Um, you know, to me, it was kind of the ultimate, uh, if you build it, they will come kind of a feeling. <laughs> so um, my house is only about a half a mile away. I think God was saying, this is your church. Oh, yeah. So that's my story. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, Megan, you and your husband, Alex, came in the summertime, right? Yeah. Yeah, we moved us. here um, at the end of July. And... We were, we didn't know anyone in this area and we really wanted to get involved in a church and get to know people who shared our values and our beliefs. So we did a Google search online and we really wanted somewhere that was meeting in person. Um, so we found that Westbrook was meeting outdoors and in person. So we were really excited about that. We had a list of different places we wanted to check out and we came here our first weekend and we've been here ever since. We just loved it so much. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Wasn't it just right out here? Yeah, right yeah, out, right right out, out back. Right out back. Oh, yeah, that way. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Dave. Well, well, our family started coming in March of 2020, and uh, we came our first Sunday, and we felt very welcomed. And uh, then you closed the doors. <laughs> and we weren't quite sure how to take that until we realized that, oh, yeah, it was the pandemic. So yeah, we, it wasn't uh, personal. <laughs> so uh, we, we actually learned about... Um, your church through through a pastor friend, somebody who uh, 
actually knew you. Yes. And had uh, knew that we were looking for a church closer to our home instead of driving to our church. We'd like to be able to uh, put down our roots in, in the community. And uh, Pastor Rich told some pretty interesting stories about you that I don't really <laughs> know that I can say up here today. But uh, No, we'll keep that for another time. Yeah. But uh, we, we started coming and uh, God has really blessed our family through, through the church. Yeah, yeah, you got it. So why don't we just keep it there, though? So, so as you came, what really impressed you about the, the community here? For, for us, it was uh, we are a very real family. We, uh, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. Um, we, we sometimes have odors, you know. <laughs> we, we, we don't walk around and uh, we're not perfect. And uh, being able to be accepted by, by the community here and realize that we aren't the only family that aren't perfect either. And that we can grow together and we can worship God together and we can egg each other on together. Mm -hmm. That's what really yeah. drew us here. Yeah. Boy, that's really good. That, that's uh, exciting because, yeah, that, we want to be real. And, and, and I think as you're real, then you can experience God's grace. And uh, because, uh, because we, when you're real, you realize you need it. Yeah. Megan. So like I said, we were looking to get to know people and get involved in a community. And over the past few years, we've moved around a bit and we've gone to a lot of new churches. And it wasn't it's not the case in every church, but it wasn't uncommon for us to go to a church, go to the service, and leave without talking to many people. But that was not the case when we visited Westbrook. When we, On our first Sunday, we were approached by many people who wanted to get to know us and welcome us. Even Kevin, you came and introduced yourself our very first day. So we really felt welcomed and we felt a sense of belonging right from the start. And that has only continued during our time here. Um, We've been involved in a Bible study with Kimberly. We've started a small group with other young people, and um, I've been involved in the Women's Fellowship. And over time, it's just been awesome to see how welcoming uh, this church has been and how we really have felt like we belong. And the light of the Lord is really evident in this congregation, which has been wonderful. Oh, cool, cool. Well, that's good to hear, too, because that's one of our, our, our real values of, of uh, we want people to belong and, and come and journey with us and, and belong even before you believe all the right things or, or, or live all the right ways and, and just join us in this journey of, of knowing and, and following Christ. So that's cool. Joel. Yeah, just a, a very welcoming church. Um, the feeling of come as you are uh, made me feel good. Um, so your first service was Good Friday, yeah, right? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Not many first-timers come on Good Friday. That's right. <laughs> yeah. that's I don't know great. what to say about that. Sure. I've been looking for a while. So, uh -huh. um, yeah, it, I was, how about the music? I mean, outstanding. You know, I, yeah. I, every morning to come in. And, yeah. um, the group does a great job. Um, I'm not musically inclined, but I sure enjoy it. So, uh -huh. um, and then, uh, uh, you know, I'm not saying this because you're sitting next to me, but okay. I really enjoy your messages. Um, they give me something to think about. And I think on that very first day, you know, I, I told you about a few things with my family, some personal things, and we prayed. Or you, you prayed. Uh, uh, for me and my family, and that was really special. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Great, great. So, so 
just as you're as we're thinking about moving forward and moving into that new building, uh, what do you, what are you guys looking forward to uh, as we uh, look to the future a little bit? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward personally to, you know, further develop my understanding, my knowledge and relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, I'm looking for, certainly looking for ways that I can apply that um, in my life um, with my friends and my family and, and people here in the community. So to me, that's the biggest thing. Um, certainly feels good to step into a new building. It's a fresh start, I think, for a lot of people. So um yeah, just looking, looking forward to growing with this community. Mm -hmm. And you'd been looking a while for, for a church, right, as you, as you came? Yeah, yeah, and this one just smacked me right in the face. <laughs> it drove right Figuratively. Up, drove, drove right up to it, and there it was, and it, yeah, it, it seemed like the right thing to do. All right, yeah, great. As we move into the new building, I'm most looking forward to a place that can be the church's home. I know that the church is truly this body of believers, but growing up there was the church and you'd go there and there was the sense of this is where my people are, where God's people meet together and there's something special about that building. So I'm really looking forward to the time of community before and after services and just all of the wonderful things that um, God will do in that building. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. And we want to, we always say it's a tool and, and I want to call it the building, not the church. We're the church, okay? <laughs> but, but a building is significant. And, uh, and it'll be a great tool for us to uh, connect with each other and grow. So, so, yeah, Dave. I think, speaking for my family, my wife and I have four children. And uh, kind of going back to question number two, our children have been made to feel very welcome here and accepted. And mm -hmm. they're growing. Yeah. And... Uh, what we look forward most with the, the new building is we're stepping out and we're, all of us are getting involved. Mm -hmm. And from my wife and daughter to worship team to my son over on, um, on slides, uh, my, my youngest daughter helps out with uh, the kids area. I, I help out with carrying the kids area and then I've had the privilege to be a part of the, the youth, which is awesome. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> But what what I'm most looking forward to is seeing all those different areas spread their wings in the new facility, watching to see what worship can be be like in our own build in our own building, looking to see what the children's ministry can be like, and looking to see what youth can grow into, yeah. and seeing what God is going to use that building to change lives, not just to come and be a social club, but to to come and be the hospital that He created our, the church to be. Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, we're uh, real grateful you found us, and uh, real grateful that that all all you guys are here and and uh, and committed and involved with us, and we look forward to that. So, thank you for doing this, and uh, give them a hand as they uh, as they go off. Yeah. Let me just move those back. Stephen, could we get these off of just kind of a, there we go. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Grab those. Great. Well, I just uh, can't tell you how many people 
that this week as I was preparing the service and, and, and talking about it, that's just how many people I thought of. Oh, I should thank him, or I should thank her, or I'm just really grateful for the way that person serves. I'm just really grateful they're here. I mean, that happened over and over and over again. And uh, I, I wish I had time to, uh, to uh, just individually uh, thank people. And, but it would get long, and uh, there's other things to do. But, but just that sense of gratitude that so many people have been so involved in uh, sustaining this church and building the building, and just making Sunday happen uh, week after week. Because it's a grind, setting up, tearing down, putting things back in the trailer, wheeling the trailer away. There's all kinds of work, and I'm just so grateful for, for everyone who's participated in that. And I just want to uh, say thank you for, for all of you who've served, who who have done the, the work to, to make this church happen and, and to lay the groundwork for what God has done and, and what he will do in the future. And, and so I was thinking about this idea of gratitude and how all through the New Testament, it, it tells us to be grateful, to, to be thankful. Even when we're anxious, it tells us to be grateful. In Philippians 4, 6 and 7, it says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Make your requests known to God. And, and, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So Paul's saying, hey, even when you're anxious, don't be anxious, pray about it. Even be thankful in that context. And then he says that the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. There'll be a peace that happens. And I believe that peace, as that overcomes us, we can be grateful. And as that gratitude continues, it changes us. That's why I think all through the New Testament and, and even in the Old Testament, Rob read that, that Psalm, Psalm 100, where it says, enter his courts with thanksgiving. All through the Bible, it tells us to be grateful. And, and really, that there's even scientific proof that, that gratitude makes a difference. I, I found this as I'm studying this week, but, but in 2007, a, a psychologist from Stanford named Robert Eamons did a study about how gratitude affects your life. And it was kind of cool how he set up the study. He had one group that, I, that for days, every day, this one group, before they went to bed, they'd write down five things that they were grateful for that day. So that was the first group. The, the second group, at the end of their day, they would write down five hassles or frustrations 
or irritations that they experienced that day. And, and then there was a third group that just wrote down five of anything. Of it, just events, what happened. It could be neutral, could be good, could be better. And he studied these three groups. And at the end of the study, there was statistical evidence that the group that wrote down what they were grateful for were healthier. Let me see this. It says, the gratitude group felt better about their lives overall. They were more optimistic about the future, reported fewer health problems than other participants. And interestingly, gratitude, the gratitude group also reported getting more sleep, spending less time awake before falling asleep and feeling more refreshed in the morning. So if you're having trouble falling asleep, just be grateful. <laughs> Write down five things that you can be grateful for. And I thought, isn't that fascinating? That, that science continues to figure out what the Bible said a long time ago. But when we're grateful people, it, it makes a difference in our lives. It, it makes a difference in how we interact with others, in how we feel about ourselves, in how we deal with life. And I knew I was speaking on this this morning. And so I got here and I saw the, the, the band as they're doing a the thing they're doing a, a, a play this, this afternoon, and they had all the band stuff over there. And I go, oh, man, that looks awful. And they were supposed to do it outside, but because it's too hot, they had to move it indoors. And, and uh, then we got here where the, the projector didn't work. I mean, everything was going wrong this morning. And I thought, okay, I'm speaking on gratitude. And, and I'm not feeling real grateful right now. You know, I'm feeling anxious. And I thought of that Philippians verse. Where I just thought, okay, God, you said I'm going to pray. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm going to pray about this. And I'm going to do it with thanksgiving. And God met me there. And he'll meet you there too. And I know in a group this size, there's many of you facing difficulty, facing hardship facing pain, facing an uncertain future. And you say, how in the world can I be grateful when this is happening in my life? And yet God says, be thankful. Be grateful. And we can all find things in our lives even when we're in the midst of, of the worst type of situation and circumstance, well, we can all find things that, that we're grateful for. And so today, my challenge for you, as we move on and, and we're grateful for the building, we're grateful for all that God's done, my, my challenge for all of us is let's make that our lifestyle. 
let's make us a, 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 a lifestyle of gratitude. And as we move into this communion time, the thing that, that we all can be most grateful for is what Jesus has done for us. In Romans 5, 8, it says that, that God shows his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now that's something we can be grateful for. That, that's something that, that we can be excited about. When we had turned our back on God, when we had walked away from God, when we had no regard for God, God still loved us and pursued us. He still sent Christ to, to die for us and to rise again so we could be in a relationship with God. So he wouldn't count our sins against us, but give us forgiveness, give us grace instead of what we deserved. Now that's something that we can be grateful for. And not only can we be grateful for what God did for us through Jesus' death and resurrection, but in Romans, it says that he's going to give us everything else with it. In Romans 8, It says that he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? See, as we come to faith in Christ, as we realize that relationship, as we understand that grace and that goodness, that's only the beginning. Because that Romans verse says, how will he not also with him, freely give us all things. See, God's going to continue to give and give and give. And, and we've seen that in these last nine years of the church. God has been faithful. He's given, he's given. And he's provided and, and he's gone before us and took care of hurdles and obstacles that we didn't even imagine. I mean, even this place, it was a gift from God. We, we knew we had it to be out at the end of the year uh, of Southwest Christian, where we were meeting. And, and at the time, there was no place to meet. There was another church meeting in here. And, and for three or four months, we thought, we don't have anywhere to go. We have no idea what God's doing. And then the church that was meeting in here merged with another church, and, and this became free. And we see how God gives and gives and gives. And I know that you could see that in your own life. You could tell that in your own life. And for that, we can be thankful. So as we move into this time of communion, I want us to, 
to, to take some quiet time. And if you got a bulletin on the back of that bulletin, you'll notice that that's blank. I just would encourage you in this time of silence, in this time of, of preparation for communion, that you just write down some things that you're grateful for, some things that, that you're thankful for God for. Because as we celebrate this communion time, we're actually saying thank you. We're saying, God, we remember your death, your resurrection, what you did for us, and we're grateful. So let's have a time of prayer. And if you got a pen, get that out. Write down some things in the quietness of your heart as the band comes up. Just what you're grateful for. Let's pray together. God, we're just so thankful for all that, that you've done. For us collectively as a church, but, but also for, for each of us individually. Lord, there's so much that we should be thankful for. God, I just pray in this time of quiet reflection that, that your spirit would, would put ideas in and put thoughts in our head of things that we can be grateful for. And I pray that, that, you, that we would thank you for those things. And ultimately, as we remember your death and your resurrection, that we thank you for that. So we're just going to spend some time of quiet reflection now. And we just pray that you would speak to each of us.